The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Black Girl Burnout. Kelly here. And today I want to talk all about how to opt out of compassion fatigue. We know that so many of you are probably experiencing this. And if this term is new for you, I'm going to define what it is, but also give you strategies on how to prevent and manage it because it's so closely linked to burnout. And we're going to dig into one particular way to combat and prevent compassion fatigue. And that is by building a supportive community. So what is compassion fatigue? It can be also known or closely linked to secondary traumatic stress. It's very closely linked to burnout. And it literally looks like a state of exhaustion, both physical, emotional, and mental, when you are forced to be in the presence of others' pain. It's particularly common among helping professionals. If you are a nurse or a mental health professional, any healthcare worker, Sometimes it can also be first responders if you are the first person called to a scene of someone suffering a crime, things of that nature. But I also want to put a historical and kind of cultural lens on compassion fatigue and also say that it may also occur when you are in the state of watching the cultural sufferings of others. So watching videos of people being murdered by the police, for example. Constantly feeding your mind and your eyes and ears on stories of trauma, of traumatic past of others, it can also lead to compassion fatigue. How do you know if you're experiencing compassion fatigue? Well, like I said, it can manifest in a number of ways, but one way is by emotional numbness and detachment. This means that people often feel emotionally distant from the people that they are helping. They can be indifferent. Sometimes physical symptoms show up, such as headaches as a sign, fatigue, insomnia, gastrointestinal problems, stomach aches, stomach disruption. All of that can be a sign of compassion fatigue. Irritability and mood swings can be a sign of compassion fatigue. Reduced empathy. When we are constantly in the presence of the pain of others, in whatever area of our life that may be taking place, at a certain level, your body just can't handle anymore. Physically, your body goes into shock. If you experience a huge trauma to your body, oftentimes it'll go into shock where people will talk about being cold and numb. If you experience a traumatic event that is significant enough, it can also cause emotional numbness. If we feed daily on the traumas of others or experience and witness the traumas of others, it can also hit kind of what you would call a critical mass or hit a level where your brain and your emotions just shut down. And so reduced empathy happens. You might see this in your working world. If you are a helping professional, you are no longer able to connect with the people you're helping. 
And ultimately, compassion fatigue leads to decreased job satisfaction. It leads to burnout, basically feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underappreciated chronically. So what if you're feeling that way? What if you're saying to yourself, uh, Kelly, you just described the last decade, the last five years, the last five months, the last five days of my life. What can you do when you are experiencing compassion fatigue? Are you doomed just to feel that way? Or are there strategies that can prevent and at least manage your way out of compassion fatigue? Well, there are simple things that you need to do. We can put them in buckets, such as making sure you take breaks, you set boundaries, you practice self-care. What does that look like? It can be as simple as for self-care, moving your body, engaging in joyful movement. It can be five-minute meditations, spending time with people you care about. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Engaging in hobbies or interests that inspire you. And most importantly, taking time to rest and recharge. The second thing you want to think about when combating compassion fatigue is revisiting your boundaries. I notice this over and over again, that in our space to help, often we abandon ourselves. And so as you are helping others, ask yourself, how often am I abandoning myself to help others? You cannot help another person when you are in a state of depletion and exhaustion and burnout. Hey. Kelly here. Are you following us on social? If not, what are you waiting for? Let's keep the conversation going. On Instagram and TikTok, it's at Black Girl Burnout. And on Twitter, it's BLK Girl Burnout. And of course, there's our website, blackgirlburnout.com. Connect with us there. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black Girl Burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black Stories, Black Truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals as good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. 
When it comes to ButcherBox, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that ButcherBox offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. All right, now back to the episode. Everything is up in flames. I said all that I have to say. So how do we balance the desire to help with setting boundaries that protect ourselves and keep us from being locked in struggle with our career and with helping others. Part of it may be thinking about what your limits are in a day. For those of you in professional helping fields, it's really important that you make sure that you are taking breaks to eat every day, that you are taking bathroom breaks when you need them or with regularity, that you have enough time in your day to drink a glass of water, some juice, If you are in a helping profession, you understand that while for those outside of it may think, well, how is that hard to do? Try being in the helping profession and thinking about going to the bathroom when you want to. It's not easy, but it's a priority. Trust me, take it from someone who knows, who was a social worker, who worked in communities, worked with severely under-resourced people, and also under-resourced myself. I couldn't last long in those jobs because eventually, physically, my body would start to get sick and I would start to break down. Emotionally, I started to get resentful or detached from some of the people I worked with. Not prioritizing self-care and not setting boundaries to protect it only stopped me from helping others. It didn't enhance my ability to help. The other thing that I think is really important when we talk about compassion fatigue and people who have a spirit of wanting to help is avoiding overcommitment. I still struggle with this. I could do a whole episode on this and maybe will in the future. But I would chronically say yes to everything. Saying yes to everything is a betrayal of yourself and it is a boundary violation. I will say that one more time. Saying yes to everything is a betrayal of yourself and it's a boundary violation. Overcommitting will keep you locked in struggle, will keep you unsatisfied, will keep you critical of yourself and others. Be realistic about what you can commit to and reject the pressure from outside forces to make you overcommit. When we engage in self-care, we want to also remember that In addition to mindfulness, we want to make time for creative expression. We talked about before how to be inspired, how to daydream. The first thing that disappears from people when you're in a state of burnout or on your way to burnout even is the inability to daydream. Conversely, when I know someone is healed from burnout, it's when they start daydreaming again. Make time to express yourself creatively and to feel inspiration and to cultivate inspiration in your life as a way to guard against compassion fatigue. Lastly, let's talk about how to prevent compassion fatigue 
And one of those strategies is by building active, supportive community. It's really important that we seek support as a way to prevent compassion fatigue. And that can be both support in our professional lives and our personal lives. We'll focus in on your professional life because oftentimes we need to find the right colleagues, supervisors, and sometimes even beyond that, an employee assistance program or a therapist to really help us combat compassion fatigue. We need to find like-minded individuals to be in our communities, but we want to make sure they have the right kind of like-mindedness. Attaching ourselves to someone who equally overcommits is just going to make double work for both of you. And for the purpose of preventing compassion fatigue, that's not the person you want in your community. Attaching yourself to people who are so emotionally depleted that they cannot offer emotional support or encouragement, not going to be helpful for your community. What can help you, though, is seeking out mentorship, is maybe joining a professional organization that focuses on preventing burnout. It could be as simple as self-plug here, connecting with others who listen to this podcast and talking about it with each other. Mentorship is so important. And it's something that we're talked about this month. If you subscribe to the newsletter, about the power of mentorship. And I really want to be clear that mentorship is incredibly useful in the professional realm, but I have mentors in my life that help me with life, not just my career. I have mentors that help me make the right decisions in my personal life. Part of finding a supportive community is knowing yourself enough to know where your gaps are and where you need support. Are you an overcommitter? Are you someone who doesn't take breaks during your day? Are you another person who may be overfilling your plate, allowing your workplace or allowing your personal life to be filled with people who are in need and more importantly, people who are in pain? Building supportive community also means engaging in the right kind of activism. We have an episode in the past that I just talked about, about how to opt into activism in a way that builds up and doesn't deplete. Rather than feeding our soul and our minds and our eyes and our emotions on the pain of what's going on in the Black diaspora or what's going on in the world, even beyond the Black experience, rather than solely consuming that, why don't we opt into healthy activism where we are building community that changes things, that upbuilds and supports others, and also teaches us that true activism begins with ourselves, begins with us setting boundaries, begins with us taking care of ourselves and loving up on ourselves. That's where community and activism intersect. So if you are struggling with compassion fatigue, know that you're not alone. Know that it's extremely common if you're in a profession that is considered a helping field. And also know if you are not in a helping field, but maybe recognizing some of these symptoms, that compassion fatigue for marginalized peoples and particularly for Black women can happen without you being in the medical field or being a therapist or a teacher or first responder. Compassion fatigue can happen if you are tuned into the traumatic events that may be happening in your local community, in the global Black community and Black experience that consuming that content, witnessing the pain of others over and over again 
can lead to compassion fatigue, whether or not you're in a helping profession. Understand what it is, leverage the strategies we talked about on how to manage and prevent it, and start building a supportive community to buffer against it. So what's your healing practice for today? Hopefully it is a simple practice, maybe not the easiest. And that is to think about if you have compassion fatigue, take the inventory we talked about. Ask yourself if you're experiencing emotional numbness or detachment. Ask yourself if you're experiencing headaches or fatigue, if you're constantly tired but yet have insomnia, stomach issues. If you are feeling reduced empathy for others, you're not connecting to the people you love or the people in your profession. Has your mood been all over the place? Are you feeling irritable? Are you having difficulty with your personal and professional relationships? And if you have compassion fatigue potentially related to a job, if you're in a helping profession, think about your job satisfaction. Are you burned out? Take this five kind of question inventory and see how many you say yes to. Start to unpack if you have compassion fatigue and then try one of the strategies we highlighted. Maybe it's seeking support or potentially setting boundaries. Pick one or more of those to try to combat even the beginnings of compassion fatigue. And it'll go a long way to preventing burnout and from keeping you locked in struggle. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.